Hey there, this is Joe with the Pickle Jar. Thank you so much for joining me today on this next episode of the Pickle Jar. These are my pickled wise. I'm going to share with you today some of the reasons why I am so motivated and passionate about the Pickle Jar. Now, I just tried to record an episode about cortisol and I'm having a low cortisol day and it didn't go so well. So that one's going to be coming up um, hopefully in the next few days. So stay tuned um, for that episode. But I thought maybe this episode I could get through without um, completely falling apart. So let's let's see how I make out. So thank you so much for joining me. And one thing I do ask, if you can be kind enough to share, subscribe and review the podcast, that would mean the world to me because part of the pickle jar is all about getting the word out about advocating and educating about Addison's disease, adrenal insufficiency, and also bringing together a community of support for us and for other people with chronic illnesses. And we can only do that by sharing, 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 and spreading the love. So thank you so much. Um, so today's episode, I'm calling my pickled wise. I just finished about three and a half days at a local fair. I had a booth set up and I was giving information about um, Addison's disease out and kind of getting the awareness out there and advocating. And it was just an amazing and an amazing experience. It's so great when you do something like that and there's so much love and so much support and generosity out there. It's absolutely incredible. So while I was there, I thought about my pickled wise and why I'm so passionate about this and why this is really my purpose now in life is to bring us all together. So I kind of made a, a little list and I would love to share it with you if you are so kind to listen to this episode. Um, first of all, obviously I have adrenal insufficiency. I have primary Addison's disease. I have had it for 11 years. I was diagnosed when I was 35 and I'm going to be 47 next month. So it's for myself. I wasn't giving up on my quality of life when I was diagnosed and put on hydrocortisone tablets. My quality of life was still very, very poor. And I wasn't satisfied with that. So I just took step-by-step step educating myself, reaching out to people and getting ideas and working with, actually work more with my family physician uh, to, to adjust my meds and define what works for me and all kinds of different avenues and different things, stress management, um, lifestyle changes, all kinds of things. My world completely changed. Um, but there's so many things that I could do to improve my quality of life. And I just did it step by step. So I'm doing this for myself because as much as um, I just love the response I'm getting from people saying that um, information and it's helping them and the sharing of everyone's stories are helping them. Um, you guys help me and you guys are my community. You guys are my friends. You guys are my pickles. <laughs> and, and I need you guys um, as, as much as you guys tell me that you need me. So um, I need you guys as my support system. You guys have helped my quality of life and changed my world. And when you change my world, you change the world of my family. And that's more my motivation. You know, I want to be there for my kids. I want to have quality of life with them. And you guys have helped me do that. Um, number two is my dad. If you didn't know, my dad had primary Addison's disease as well. He passed away about six years before I was diagnosed. He died, he passed away at 56 and he died from complications from his Addison's disease. And he was diagnosed before I was born. So all of my life, I grew up with Addison's disease. It, to me, 
honestly, I didn't realize it was rare. My dad had Addison's disease. It was no big deal. Um, he, you know, as, as a little girl, I would, he worked nights at a grocery store. It was my job. I would wake him up when it was time to go to work. And my mom would put his pills, his hydrocortisone and his Florinef would go in my hand and I would run to the door and I would give him his pills. He would pop his pills and he would go off to work and then he would come home and, and he would sleep all day because he worked nights and he'd always be getting up when I would be getting home from school and it was routine. He would get up and I knew first thing he always did, he went to that cupboard and he took his medication and now I know why. So, but looking back now, especially as my dad aged, I can see how much his quality of life could have been improved. My dad was a very quiet man and, you know, he didn't really talk much about how he felt. And so I really don't know. I don't know that story of how he felt every day with his Addison's disease and how it changed over as he aged. But I can tell you at the end of his life before he passed away, how he would, it was, it was very common. Dad would just lay on the couch and he would go to sleep very quickly. And he would, he, he could sleep through pretty much anything that was going on in the house. And I'm going to now say that was because his cortisol levels were always low and he didn't have quality of life. And it probably slowly progressed over time that perhaps he didn't even realize how things were changing and what was causing it. I don't know because he didn't share it. So that's why I want to share stories. I want quality of life. I don't want people to live like my dad lived. He deserved to have quality of life. He deserved not to die from complications from his Addison's disease. He was only 56. Um, my next pickled why is my daughter and my niece. We are, my daughter's 18 and my niece is in her early twenties and they are showing, showing signs of perhaps going through adrenal failure. So some of you might be listening saying, well, it's not supposed to be genetic. It's not supposed to be genetic, but for some reason, my dad had primary Addison's disease. I have primary Addison's disease. My mother's first cousin has Addison's disease. And there's definitely signs, especially in my daughter, where she seems to go through these ups and downs where you can tell she's overly stressed. And I can just, I can see looking at her. I can watch by the things that she eats and the, her body movement and everything that she does and the way her voice sounds. It reminds me of myself when I have low cortisol. So we're keeping a very close eye on her as we think her adrenal glands might be slowly failing over time. So I am fighting for her by the time, if the unfortunate situation that she is diagnosed with primary Addison's disease or my niece, I want to have the best technology for them so that they have the best quality of life. And then of course, there's all my other pickles. It's all you people out there that are listening that are shoved in that little, it's a big pickle jar and that big pickle jar with me that's why it's called the pickle jar. I picture, you know, we got the salt from, from uh, having adrenal insufficiency that we need. And then we are all those individual pickles in that pickle jar together. And I'm doing this for you guys. Cause I really, like I said, sharing makes a big difference. And I would love for you to share your story on the pickle jar. Cause whatever your story is, I can guarantee you, you are going to connect with somebody. Somebody's going to be like, Oh, that's my story. I understand that. I, I'm, I'm glad I hear that now because it validates what I'm going through and it's going to give hope and inspire people. So please consider sharing your story on the pickle jar. And then there's all the other people with chronic invisible illnesses. We all live such these isolated sometimes existence and there's such a vicious cycle to living with an invisible illness 
But when you start to open up and start talking to people, it's amazing how many people have invisible illnesses. One of the wonderful things I experienced at the fair this weekend is when I started talking to people, them telling me about, oh, I have this, or my, my, my granddaughter has this and that, and, and, oh, I live with this. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. I've never heard about it. And looking at these people walking around the fair, I'd have, I would have no idea unless a conversation was started, what they live with every day. And it was just so, so amazing to connect with them and, and to learn and to educate myself about all the other things that are out there. Because although there's so many rare things out there, but when you put all of us rare pickles together, we are in one great big jar and we are very powerful. And if we can advocate for one illness, we can advocate for another and we can get that just an amazing wave of love and change happening. And that's what we need to do together. Um, some of the highlights I want to talk about from the, the weekend that I just experienced that I wanted to share with you, because these are part of my pickled wise as well. Some of the conversations that I started, like I said, I, I started conversations with people about their invisible illnesses and talking and sharing with them and giving them a chance to share their story. Um, but I had some really amazing moments this weekend. Um, one of them was I stopped a young couple and we were talking and he was asking all these questions. And then at the end, he told me he was a second year medical student and he's, and he thanked me. He's like, I really learned something today about Addison's disease that I didn't know. So I, I invited him on the podcast and he said, no, I'm just a second year student. I don't think you want me on your podcast. So I made him promise that when he's a big famous doctor and he's changing the world, that he's going to remember the pickle jar and he's going to come and find me and he's going to come on and be a guest speaker. So, um, but that's an amazing thing because that conversation, perhaps in his medical career, I hope that he remembers something that I've shared with him that he can share with others that can maybe one day save a life. I met another lovely lady who, and I never got around to asking her why she was in Southern Ontario from Washington state. Um, but she said, she's like, I've heard of Addison's disease. I have a friend with Addison's disease. She was just, and that her friend was just diagnosed a few years ago. And that she says her friend has a lovely little network of friends. She said every couple of days, they call her to make sure she's okay. Cause she's having a very hard time struggling with it and her energy levels. And she was very, this lady was very kind and compassionate. And you could tell that she was just heartbroken for her friend struggling. And she knew the struggle was real for her. And she also mentioned that in Seattle, a news anchor a few years ago announced that she had to leave her job because she couldn't manage working anymore because she had been diagnosed with Addison's disease. This lady had a very very real understanding of what it's like when you live with um, adrenal insufficiency and not have um, adrenal gland function. Some of my other favorite moments were when I explained to people about Addison's disease, because I understand most people don't understand. And if I didn't have Addison's disease, I wouldn't understand how critical and important cortisol is in the body and how it affects everything. Um, when I would say to people, you know, I, I use an infusion pump to pump steroids through my body every day to, to replace my cortisol levels. My favorite reactions were, were like when the eyes like almost bugged out of their heads and people would be like, wow, wow, that's really serious. And one lady swore a little bit and then she apologized for, I think she thought, um, she thought 
she made me feel bad because she, the way she reacted was so oh my like kind of like oh my goodness I can't believe you live with that kind of thing and um and I just told her no I appreciated her kind of dramatic reaction of how serious it was because not a lot of people understand that and I know it's serious I know it's manageable um but it's nice to know that people understand how much we live with and can acknowledge that for us um but the biggest moment I probably had on the weekend was and I'm not going to share too much of this story because it's not my story to, to tell but this is the driving force for me this is um if there's probably ever going to be a moment that really made all this made the whole weekend worthwhile i'm living with low cortisol today and i'm not too sure what the next few days are going to hold for me but this moment this weekend made everything worthwhile uh, about mid-afternoon the one day all of a sudden there's a young gentleman standing in front of me and i could tell he was very very anxious and he said something to the fact, I, I'm so glad I found you. There you are. And I, I didn't know who he was. And then he proceeded to tell me that a few days earlier, he was told he's been having some medical issues in the last few years, but he was told that um, through a resident doctor that he finally connected with, that she felt he had Addison's disease. And he was very scared and he was very concerned. And someone he worked with, had told him I was going to be at the fair and he drove almost an hour with his younger cousins to come and find me because he said he needed to see somebody that was okay with this. He needed to see me live in person and to talk to me so that he knew he was going to be okay. And we talked for, I think for almost an hour and he told me his journey and told me what he was going through and he was telling me how he feels and it's how I feel. He described how, you know, I feel I go through certain parts of the day where it's like everything kind of shuts down and you can't look around anymore and the life kind of drains out of you and you have no energy and I'm often very blunt about how I feel. And I, I honestly, personally, I feel dead inside. It's like, there's nothing there anymore I just feel lifeless in every cell how it's I find it stressful to drive and it's too stimulating and driving too long wears me out because it does take a lot of effort to drive and it wears out my cortisol levels um, how music's overstimulating how life can just be overstimulating and you just kind of want to hide and disappear because you don't know what to do um, it was kind of everything he said I could relate to. So, um, but that's what's made what I'm doing. So worth it is making those connections. Cause I hope, I hope he doesn't have Addison's disease. I hope they find out what's going on and I hope it's, it's, it's something it's, I mean, it is whatever it is, but, um, but now he's got a connection. Now he has some hope. He's like, I, I, and I could tell by the end of the conversation, his, his anxiety had come down. He was a little bit more relaxed. And I kept trying to reassure him. Yeah, it's going to change your life. It's going to change everything major changes our lives, but you can get through it. You can figure it out. He was a very educated, very strong-willed person. I know he's going to be okay. So those are my pickled whys. That's why we need to share the Pickle Jar podcast. That's why I need your ideas for episodes 
we need sponsors. We need, we need so much. We need technology. So please, like I said, if anything in any of these episodes resonates with you, anything that you think could be helpful for somebody else, I'm just asking that you get the word out and let's share the love through the pickle jar. And, and yeah, I'm having a low cortisol day. So I think I better stop now because I'm going to keep rambling. So, but thank you so much for joining me. You can watch these episodes on YouTube if you would like. Um, and yes, an episode for cortisol will be coming out soon. I'm going to re-record it. So it makes a little bit more logical sense. And we have some guest speakers that are going to be coming up. So if you would like to share your story on the pickle jar, it's just going to be an informal conversation of us chatting and you sharing whatever you are comfortable with. Please send me a message, an email at the pickle jar at rogers.com. So thank you again for tuning in and listening to my pickled wise. And until next time, please be well, my pickles. <laughs>